This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories. This week, Huey Acuna, aka Rubella, came to Australia from Chile in 1975 as a refugee with his family of six. Huey has been performing as a drag queen for the past 15 years and has been performing more broadly since 1988, including stage, TV and events, as well as teaching singing and dancing. This story was recorded at Queer Stories in Mullumbimby in 2021, presented in partnership with Local Org Queer Family and hosted by Aidan Gentle. We've held events in Mullumbimby, Byron Bay and Mawilumba and may soon be coming to a town near you, so please follow Queer Stories and Queer Family on Facebook for event updates. Hi, I'm Huey and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> no, mildly joking. Lovely to see your beautiful faces here this evening. And here's my story. Where did I come from? Has anyone ever read that book back in primary school? Where did I come from? I found that book quite interesting to see the changes in the human body as we grow. In high school during the 80s, my life was a bundle of questions and wondering, where did I come from? My recollective memories as a young boy were somewhat different to all the other kids around me. My family and I came out to Australia in 1975 from Chile. Now, it's Chile, people, not Chile or Chileans. We're Chileans. I'm not laying anyone. We arrived in the long weekend of the Queen's birthday. (laughs) We were refugees. My dad was tortured back in Chile during the Pinochet era for political reasons. Before we left there, we were under house arrest. I still remember one awful day, though, where a military truck came swooning into our street and my mum told me to lay low and hopefully they wouldn't see us. But unfortunately, the neighbour's eldest son was dragged out into the streets and was bashed and beaten with fists and batons. As a four-year-old boy, I didn't know what fainted or passed out meant. To me, it was death death of my mother on the floor from seeing such a cruel act and not waking up from being shaken by me. On the day we left Chile, I remember a few of the neighbours coming to the front of our house and even my auntie Maria. They were all crying, crying painful tears of goodbyes. I still remember my auntie Maria holding me close to her and sobbing with tears of sadness. Why is everyone crying so much? I asked inside my head. My family and I are just going on a long holiday. A long holiday away from home. We all hopped in a station wagon, thanks to the United Nations, to go to the airport. Again, why was everyone crying? So we flew and landed in Papete. 
and started to walk down the gangway out of the airplane, all six of us, heading out of the plane when suddenly I was greeted by my first black air stewardess. Now, I should point out here, because of her official look, the badge, the stripes on her uniform, I thought she was one of the military people. And, oh, my God, we're being arrested and we're going to be jailed. My mum tried to calm me down to reassure me that it was okay. Well, we finally arrived at Sydney Airport at night. We were taken to the Villawood units near the detention centre. For a few months, that was our home. We later moved to Homebush, then to Concord West. Primary school near our house was where things started to happen. But I never knew the answers. I suppose that's when I started to really look at boys and not girls. But there were also times when during school and and hours, for some strange reason, I'd begin to cry. The school was really worried about the reasons why I suddenly was falling into fits of crying. My mum was asked to come into the school and have a session with a school counsellor. I was questioned about my home living situations and if everything was okay at home. I was also asked about cars and dolls, which one I'd prefer. (laughs) Things were said at school but never discussed with me, so that was that. Then high school came along, an all-boys school. My eldest brother went there, so therefore I had to go to the same school. In Year 7, doing different subjects, especially science, was a subject that fell into the topic of that book, Where Did I Come From? We studied different areas of chromosomes, genetics, and other blah, blah, blah themes. (laughs) I remember my teacher teaching us about how you can have relatives from one side of your family and have somewhat related genes and hereditaries and physical features. Well, at the end of that year in 82, my mum also told us that she was going back to Chile to find my cousin. Let's call him Joey. Mum had returned from Chile with no news of finding Joey. Apparently, she searched high and low, putting ads in the newspapers, radio plays, birth registry, but nothing. Another few months went by and Mum announces again she's going back to Chile. Think there might be some news on Cousin Joey. So off she went again, and this time she brought some rather interesting news. I wonder what Mum's news is, we all wondered. So this time, with a big smile on her face... She said she found Joey. What? We were all so ecstatic with immense joy to hear that mum had found Joey. And further exciting news, he was going to come and live with us. Well, after the immigration papers were sorted out and that could take some time. But he was coming to live with us. So, as we waited the news from immigrations, we received a passport shot of Joey. And I was the last in line to be shown. Wow. We look alike, to my amazement. Well, it was only last year that I learned that two families from the same family tree can have offsprings, cousins looking alike. See, I paid attention in science class, thank you. Then a countdown was on for Joey's arrival to Sydney, Australia. His new home, home with us and new family. Late November 1983, all six of us waited with anticipation of Joey's arrival. There he comes! And he was being escorted out with an air stewardess. I ran towards him and gave him the most biggest, huge, welcoming hug and kiss. Some of my family members were also in tears of joy to see Joey again. 
But as a young teenager, not the snotty little cousin who bashed up Huey down when they first met at Grandma's house in the country. Right, new sleeping arrangements. At home now, Huey and Joey get the bunk beds out in the back room. And about six months went by and Joey had settled in well. A few people were beginning to start asking questions about how strong his resemblance both Joey and I had. That was a somewhat Truman story era. At times, Joey, to get under my skin, he would say things like, we're brothers, we're twins, we were born on the same day. Bullshit, we're twins, I'd reply. Mum asked me one day, what would you do if you found out you were a twin? And I'd reply, I'd kill myself. (laughs) Then one unforgetful day, which I'll always remember, my best girlfriend, at the time, she came to my house twice in one day. Listen, I'm your best friend, and I think you should know something really important, and it should be told by your best friend. It's about you, and with a long pause, and Joey. I started to feel worried and trembling with this news I needed to hear. You and Joey are brothers. You're twins. My ears and head could not comprehend what my friend just said to me. You and Joey are twins. You were separated at three days old. I still couldn't fathom what she was saying to me. My mind, thoughts and my body went numb. Your mum told me everything because I asked her today, how can two cousins look so much alike? But whatever you do, don't tell your mum I told you because she made me promise not to tell you until she was ready to. Still in shock and numbness, I asked her to go and not to come back for a while. In other words, when I was ready to talk to her. Well, for the entire week, I wagged school. Yep, the whole week. And at the end of that week, things came to a rather smashing fireworks of an explosive confrontation at home. Mum asked me why I wasn't at school all week and why I lied about going to school. Then I turned around and shouted, So why is it okay to lie to me about Joey and me, huh? How to bring a whole house into utter silence with one question. Mum sat me down and told me the whole story of Joey and I. Yes, we were twins, but my biological parents weren't prepared for twins. My mum said, one was chubby and healthy and the other one needed medical attention. So your mum took Joey and we brought you home. In those days, family called on each other for that kind of help in those situations. The real reason why we took you in was to love you and to raise you as our family member. That was what my mum said for the entire story. So after a few weeks, I had the courage to ask Joey about his upbringing. And I asked him, what happened to Uncle Joe? And he replied, at nine years old, he left us. Mum adopted me and Robbie out and kept Celia, the eldest girl. For a whole week, I went to school crying, you know, crying day and night. Hold on. My memory is coming back to me when I was in primary school and I was crying too. Oh, my gosh. My first sign of ESP. Then also found out everyone around me knew, from the school, church, close friends. That's the Truman story I lived too. Everyone knew except me. Do you know where you come from? Thank you.
Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast, share your favourite tales on the socials, and follow Queer Stories on Facebook for updates. You can also follow me, Maeve Marsden, on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cosy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.